Ben and Dave. I just want to drop a quick line to you guys. The whole, the whole episode was me. Everything. The craft beer, the, the music, disgruntledness, uh, the Gordon Ramsay problems. Um, that's what I want to talk about. I watch his little cooking videos on YouTube as a form of like therapy. Um, but some of the things he says, like cayenne. He doesn't say cayenne pepper. He says cayenne. That's one of them that you missed. Um, another one, uh, tomatoes. That's an easy one. But, you know. And, and beef mints. They don't have ground beef. They have beef mints. So. All right, guys. Enjoy the show. And and by enjoy the show, I mean put on a good show. Break a leg. But you're using your voice. So break your, break your neck. No. Never mind. Just have a good show, guys. Yeah, we're going to do like Buster Rhymes, man. You got it. Uh, I don't know what a beef mint is. I'll have to go back and look that up. Well, dude, What's a beef mint? He said mints. Yeah. Oh, mints. mints. Yeah, like you, mince ever heard of like, you ever heard of like, uh, I used to read these old like. Beef mints. Now that makes sense. I used to read these super, Bro, hold up super a second. old. Let's not, let's let's put a pin in mm-hmm. beef mints. I think yeah. we could be something. By the there. way, worst thing to have on a first date <laughs> ever. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Dude, I'm so nervous. I can't smell. I'm so, so nervous. You want a beef mint? <laughs> That's disgusting. No, um, when I was a kid, I used to read these really old uh, Mickey Mouse comics. They were so old, like my dad read them when he was a kid. That's the most hipster thing I've ever heard. I promise you, it's not. Has eight. Joe Marinera ever read these? <laughs> well, he uh, he had the first printing of them. Yeah, no, what, what I read was a, re- a, re- <laughs> a reprint. Um, that's why it's like the new, the new go-to. Uh, no, but I used to read these old ones and... And Donald Duck would skip school, and he was so excited. Like someone left like a mince meat pie on the on the wood on the like shelf. To, you know, like people used to make pies and put them on their shelf to window cool sill. off. Windowsill. Yes, correct term. They would leave them on the windowsill to cool off. Um, yeah, didn't you ever see Cool Hand Luke? No. Okay. Is it good? Yeah. All right, let me keep on track. All right, so so like they get super excited. Like, oh, there's a mince meat pie. I want to get at it. Like like Pluto would try to eat it or whatever. And I was always like, oh, dude. Like, what's a meat pie? I'm thinking apple pie, mm. blueberry. If he says, all the Garden Ramsay I've consumed, I didn't know that. I didn't got there yet. Um, ground beef, then then I'm thinking like, okay, it's just like a shepherd's pie. It's like a meat pie, which still is kind of gross, but, you know. <laughs> Great name in high school. Good nickname. Didn't story didn't need to be told. But the point is, now minced meat pie <laughs> makes sense. I didn't know that was, you know. Too bad it took you a minute and 40 seconds to realize that story didn't need to be told. Yeah, but Leaving like, it in. But like instead of Sloppy Joes, we'll call them like Mince Meat Joes. Right. Well, I mean, Adam Sandler couldn't have done that cool Sloppy Joe song with beef mints. <laughs> sloppy beef mints. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't I know set that. you up for that. He does say tomato. Tomato. Well, it's not just him. I mean, that's the way people in Great Britain say tomato. I was going to say pretentious people, but same. Same, same. Dude, uh, I, I still do though. I still do watch like uh, all that guy's shows. I can't help it, and it's so funny because I watched him do Hot Ones this week. He did a new. He's one of like the famous guests on Hot Ones because he had all these tips and tricks. Like I know my way around the kitchen, right? So he's like, I brought mustard. I'm going to spray and coat me tongue that with mustard. Work, you shouldn't be able to do that. But he did all these different techniques yeah. to try. But instead, to diffuse he, the hot. Dude, he was just like squirting lime and lemon in his mouth. There was all these crazy techniques. But suffering far worse than the person that just kind of grits their teeth and gets through it. I don't watch that show normally. I've seen maybe like 15 episodes or something. It's the best. Like I'll, I'll get in a uh, a wormhole or whatever you call yeah. it, you know. And I saw, watch the one with uh, Undertaker. 
Have you seen it? Of course I saw it. Dude doesn't even wince. No, he doesn't he's even wince. He's every, so, every bit is awesome. I mean, you, I've seen, I've not seen anybody that I can recall off the top of my head that just went through without any issue Dude, outside of him. I know I blow Adam Kroll all the time. Adam Kroll's episode, though, he went through all of them and just kept talking and kept telling his same rants and stories. He's on autopilot, bro. Dude, like every once in a while, he'd like wipe his brow a little bit. And he talked about it afterward. That's a giant brow. And yeah. Yeah. He was so he'd stop his brow up with an Afghan. And uh, he was talking about it. And he's like, yeah, everybody said like, you didn't seem to make a face. Like you were fine. And he does his whole bit about it. He's like, when I'm in like business mode, like, like I'm in business, like I'm there to do a thing. I have a sole purpose and I don't have time to be distracted by other things. But I was like, yeah, I get all that. But some million Scoville though. He... He is he's he's weird. I I would he's almost hero, agree dude. that I don't think I, I'm not calling BS on that. I, I truly believe that when he says that, like he's just it's just another gear. He's like, and I I want to say like the Goggins of business. You know, I I don't know. There's Gary Vee. There's other guys out there that are also the Goggins of he's business. The Goggins of like entertainment but, as well. Like just just put your nose down, get through it. It's not about your emotions. I also mean he's. Just like Goggins, he's doing the same laps around the same thing all the time. But either okay. way, yeah, uh, he is definitely he has a I'm in I'm in game mode mode, and so that makes sense to me. Well, I believe him when he tells <laughs> he tells makes, all his stories about growing up with like nothing and having like no self esteem, not low self esteem. Affects your taste buds, but because you grow to have this mentality of like it's not about you. Although he rants about himself all the time, but I think <laughs> say, no, but I think you get this mentality of like suck it up, whatever's happening, the the train don't stop for you. That's one of my favorite things about him is he's always like, okay, this happened, move on, next thing, this happened, move on. It doesn't, it doesn't, and I don't want to belabor this, but I feel like he constantly is pointing out his suffering and telling people to <laughs> yeah. move on, and then relating it to his suffering. Well, he's got the hyper, same story. He lived in the garage and like a closet space. I mean, we've been hearing the same but, stuff. But yeah, I'll go as far as to say, everybody that's ever listened to this show for any length of time understands that me, especially but you as well, big radio file. More important than music to me, radio. Yeah. Uh, ever since I was yeah. a small kid, and almost nothing better than than Love Line. The, the love lines. Love line. What do we? What do we? What is it? Love line. Love line. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Love line. Almost nothing better than Love Line as far with him. Um, I don't care about anybody else on it, but right, I mean, right, right. Just what a cool dichotomy between. Well, I think I was talking last week about how I like like um dumb things like house. Like I shouldn't say mm. dumb, but I like things that are like I like Columbo. I mm. like things where you kind of know what's gonna happen. Yeah, but it's you formulaic. Wanna, but formulaic, but you want to see the execution of it. Love lines. You know, Doctor Drew's going to give the medical advice, and Corolla's going to come up with some weird similar metaphor and make you laugh. And I, wa- I like that. But like he's I'm also going to poop on Drew and call mm-hmm. Drew a drip, and yeah. basically be like, you know, <laughs> I, I appreciate the guy's medical advice. However, now I'm going to. F- he's got like a, a set. Like he drove in, and something's annoying him. He'll be able to figure out how to move from like you know, driving in, in, in horrible LA traffic from a story about a teenager with genital warts. You know well, what I mean? Like that's he, he's why the king he, yeah, of transition. My, that's why he's my hero. Mm-hmm. And if, as a matter of fact, if you go back and listen to early episodes, I just steal his stuff. Like that's pretty much just like robbery, but nobody is better at coming up with metaphors. It, it's, it's such a um, bonding thing when, when you can relate to things 
and you can make a metaphor and people go, oh, that is like that. Helps everybody understand. I love it. I do it all the time. I do it with my friendships, relationships, work. Yeah. It's good, a- good metaphors are like, it's like a sign of wit, which is a sign of intelligence. And I just, I lap it up like a, like an old hound dog. It, so for everybody who always points out, like, uh, I'll always have people go like, oh, you should be on a game show with like stupid knowledge of like random pop culture. But you have that weird thing, which I don't even know if they don't have a game show about it, but hmm. like you're saying, making these analogies. That's a weird talent that absolutely completely useless. <laughs> yeah, it makes me for no any money. other purpose. No money. <laughs> but it's almost like that whole thing about knowing uh, you know, the names of all four golden girls or, you know, yeah. the apartment number on that that I'm bad at, but I, I just have always since I was little, 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 I've always liked when someone was quick on their feet, mm-hmm. I've always been like what like drawn to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Like you're better at storytelling. I'm like all over the place. Anyways, enough about us. But I just one more second. I don't. Don Rickles gets a lot of credit for that, but I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Oh, that's not wit. Those are jokes. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is he does a lot of crowd work in the same way where, but it's the same crowd work. Like you remove the crowd, well, put a new crowd in. Same. He'll find some in the audience. No, that, it's amazing. That, but you have your ugly jokes. You have right, your fat jokes. Right, you have your right. whatever jokes. Yeah. But Corolla just next level. So next level, man. For whatever. For he's, what it's worth. My hero. What about? What about foot pedal toilets? Where? Why? Why haven't we done this? So I was in a bathroom the other day at a restaurant and they have, I always appreciate when the bathroom has the, the little foot thing that you grab onto the door and you could pull the door open with your feet. It's like a metal plate. Oh yeah. Like a, like a, like a, like a L bracket. Yeah. But why aren't we doing foot pedal urinals, foot pedal toilets? Why are we ever touching any handles? I mean, I've only seen most, them in trailers. Most dudes are flushing toilets mm-hmm. in public places with their shoe, right? No. Yeah, you don't touch that with no, your hand. No, some dudes, and, and I call them women, do that. No, you do not touch a toilet handle with your bare hand. I flush dude. every toilet with my bare hand. Why? Like, that? that's just Sometimes a, a I general stick rule. my hand in there and I just make a whirlpool until right, it goes down on its own. All funny. Well, says you. I also, if no one else is in the bathroom, I will dude, also Dude, do you do it? Be, absolutely. You flush toilets with your feet. Yes. All right, one of us got corona. One of us flushes toilets with his That's hands. not how I got it. Huh? I try not to use the bathroom in public if I could help it, but just if nobody's in the bathroom, I will do a standing front kick and flush the urinal with my foot as so, well. But, but here, this is why what you're doing is worse as a human. Not for me. No, oh, yeah, but it's worse right. for everyone else. Now you're sharing people's pee sprinkle gets on the floor. Mm-hmm. You walk on that floor, then you touch that handle. Now it's like, ooh, I don't want to touch everyone's finger grease. Okay, well now we're touching floor pee goo. Sure. That's terrible. Why would you do that to people? Well... I just feel like the... This is a kill or be killed world. I get that. The foot pedal toilet is the, is the answer. I, I can't answer your first question. But you're 100% right. I'm out for me. But I will tell you in the bathroom. Uh, but I will tell you <laughs> that a foot pedal toilet... Why, why has anybody done this? Dude, when we go to stay at my sister's like summer place, it's like a... I, I, I talked about it before. It's like a trailer with an added room. Mm-hmm. The little turlet in there has a floor thing. Like you step on it like a... Like a sewing like, machine. Yeah, yeah, and also like those like those basketball pumps where you like step on them to fill up your your ball. It's like that, and it's pretty great, but it's gross because you've been camping, and so that thing's gross. But dude, you have a fancy restaurant, put a floor thing every couple hours. Some guy comes down there and why every couple hours? Down. You go to the bathroom, you step on the floor, well, better like a bass got, drum. Well, Maybe it even makes a bass drum sound. Boof, and then the toilet flushes. I would like it to have a laugh track noise. Whatever. Like you push it, it goes. <laughs> like wouldn't that be great? Like you go, like like you drop a big one. You go. I hope that one goes down. And when it does, 
you hear the crowd laugh with you and you go, ah, that was, you know what? That was scary, but we all got through it together. I guess I'm, I was picturing more just specific to urinals, but the, the, it works oh, either I think way. In toilets. I do. I, I did. But then I sort of drifted off and thinking, hold on, dude, like Are you're you standing, you're urinals? standing. Yeah. I told you I wait, would, wait, no, wait. no, no, no. Go back. I said, I, I might tongue in cheek. Like. I said, I will, if no one else is in the bathroom, I will standing front kick the toilet. Well, I wasn't listening. Like the handle. Of course I thought you would. meant the door. The no, I'll do that too. No, you I'll rear. Seriously? I will rear kick that. I, you do have an impressive foot kick but range. I'm what do you call that? Like, like uh, your height? Of legs spread? Remember I, I bet you one time you couldn't kick the, the chain on your yes. fans and you did it? Yes. So what what I'm you got to you got to keep you got to keep up your It was a hard day for me. You got to keep up your But so you kick the urinal I, tongue handle. in cheek. All right. But you would. I How would. about you what do you do your elbow? I I, ha- I have. Dude, use your elbow. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't touch it with my hand. Are you Why? Kidding me? I do it and you know what happens to me? Nothing. That's great. I'm just telling it you. It is great. Try it. Look, regardless <laughs> regardless of what has happened, let's move this. Yeah. Let's move this to a place where nothing happens where you just step on the foot pedal. 100%. Flushes. I'm with you 100%. It would take a 90 degree elbow, a couple of pieces of tubing, a metal tube, whatever, and like a little foot pedal. And people would be commenting and returning to your restaurant just for the toilet. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know, I love to yelp. And my th- if I went in, I once yelped, there's a, I forget what the name of the place is, but it's next to the Metro. It's a little restaurant next to the Metro. Um, and they have a basement. They oh, God. A bathroom like, in the basement. And okay. it, this thing was the cleanest bathroom I've ever been in. By the and, Metro? Yes. That's shocking. Yes, it was like next, directly next door. Wow. Um, so the smart There's a Yelp. No. no Not like other, the other side. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, I'm the kind of guy that will be motivated to Yelp or move to Yelp or comment just based on a foot pedal toilet. And I, a lot of other people would too. You know what I do? I just use the handle and I don't say a word to anybody. I just move That's on. not good for the business. Yeah, it is. Because I just keep You going said there nothing to anybody. But yeah, if I, I went back anything. to the table and, and I know, here's the thing. Employees, don't bother washing your hands. They're not dirty. You didn't touch anything. You're good. Yeah, they do always have that sign up. It's like that's right. It says they like, don't do it anyway. Love our las manos or whatever. They don't do it. Yeah, they don't. So use your feet. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We're, we're, Imagine Jean Claude Van Damme can't find a job and now he's just a bathroom attendant. He's just <laughs> he's just spin kicking your toilet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't like, you give him a tip? Of course. I mean, here's the thing: the guy, the bathroom attendant, which we did a piece on before. <laughs> We'll give you mints. Maybe he, you know, he'll wipe your hands or give you the towel to dry your hands. Maybe spray some cologne on you. But what if he was wearing rope-colored genie pants and he was able to do the fastest spitting back kick to flush your toilet? Rope Are you not giving him? And instead of the handle, because you know this thing's going to take some damage, they just have like a boxing punch pad, and he does a quick you spin kick, kicks the thing Frank Duke style. Yeah. You throw Finsky at him. You remember Bloodsport? He had that wooden Do thing. Do I remember Bloodsport? Yeah, you had that wooden thing where he would chop it? Yeah. So the handle's that. Whatever, that's he great. He comes up and just back up, back up, back up. He's a little old. He needs some padding around it. Somebody like him. But he has to be wearing rope-colored pants and a black A-shirt. A just for okay. just for the, uh, the other people listening. Muscles from Brussels. What's a, what's and a I'll tell you pants? this. Rope-colored. It's what's the color rope? of rope. A rope is, dude, a lot of colors. It's, it's, it's like somewhere between white and tan. Rope. Okay, regular basic rope. The ladies, you know what we're talking about. But and the thing is, is while he's waiting, when you come in the bathroom, he's doing the splits on two chairs. 
He doesn't come down until you pay you. It's like he's <laughs> just he, staying he, like that. He's, he's like one of those monkeys, you know. You give him you give him a dollar, and he goes and opens up a pop and drinks it. Yes. He doesn't. He doesn't even start working until you 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 pay the price. Well, the guy that gives me the towel, I don't I don't want that. I don't want his cool water cologne either. No, I to do, do want JCVD. I do want a crescent kick by JCVD <laughs> for sure. Yeah, on the money. I want Every a backward time. half moon just pacow. That's right. And you know I want him. Gotta, to, I want him to be. He like, also has a nice smile. Of course. So yeah, no, I want him to be like, "Hey, dude, are you almost done? I'm dying to kick something." And then I'll be like, "Yeah, just one more second. I do like a little shake." Yeah. And then like, he just goes lean back. I don't even like. I'm not even put up yet. I'm not put away. I just lean back and he goes, "Yeah." He no, because Van Dam does the thing where he holds it right. He goes Aah! for like a long yeah. time. Yeah. So, so when, when you hear that noise, <laughs> then you know lean back and whoosh. it's not a bad idea, dude. JCVD. I got something for you. And people could even be JCVD impersonators in lower end bathrooms. I mean, that, you can't be everywhere at once. Dude, that idea in combo with the... Uh, but if you opened up... Because what I think he was a part owner of Planet Fitness. Or not mm-hmm. Planet Fitness. Uh, Planet Hollywood. Yes. I, definitely was. Part I think he was. So what I'm saying is, is you open up a theme restaurant like that to be a perfect place for him. Dude, I would even say it doesn't have to be him. I would take just like, okay, like say you uh, teach karate or but, whatever, but business isn't booming. Guess what? You, you want to make an extra hundred bucks a night? Of course you do. Kick urinals, dude. Yeah, but okay. So then he puts out a training video and he's like, hey, welcome to the JCVD school so you want of to bathroom kick, attending. Yeah. yeah. So you're thinking about kicking urinals. I don't know <laughs> whose accent that is. I don't know either. We both can't do the Brussels accent, whatever that well, is. Well, it's a little more like concise, right? I don't know. He's like, you want to kick urinals? It's been, it's been years since I've heard him speak, so we just have to. The first step to kicking urinals is to kick them hard. I don't know. That, you want to kick them hard. That's, that, that's something between uh, central casting for a Mexican person mm. and uh, uh, George St. Pierre. They're going to tell you push <laughs> them with your hand, but you kick them hard. Okay. Well, either way. So that's my that's my idea. But the, yeah. the, 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 the toilets, it, it got a little crazy. We, we, we flossed it out. Well, what we determined for sure was that... Nobody should... Although I use my hands and I'm fine, there's more... I, I, it's not about sanity. It's not about sanitation. It's about more fun. Yeah. It's way more fun to have somebody else kick them. Dude, you give somebody a dollar. <laughs> okay, you go to the a bar on Crown Point. They give you a course light and you go, here's a dollar for that. Okay. <laughs> Them giving you a beer, was that impressive? No. No. Not at all, dude. A kick. That's mm. where it's at. All these old, I, I, all yeah. these old washed up martial artists need to come out of the woodwork and kick some urinals, dude. Everybody who's like like out of the UFC, just kind of like you know, you're on the lower, in the back nine, mm-hmm. dude. Come out there. I would save two dollar bills in my wallet for that occasion. I I'm would, like, dude. That was dude, a two dollar kick. This is so marketable. I think that you could even interest ex wrestlers, like you know, like uh, people used to like a Ric Flair type that comes woo if you take a shitty, just as like woo. Well, what if you're good with like a whip, like an Indiana Jones impersonator? He just whoops. Like, Could say we you, roll out theme bathroom attendants? <laughs> yes, like say you can't afford the pump. Yeah. You still got the old handle with the knob. Yes. So you just whoops, like whip it. Yes. Or like whipping knobs in the bathroom. That just seems... any, yeah, anything but the normal what we've been doing. All right. It's well. 2021 <laughs> on most people. Get your shit together. Why is it? I need you to answer this for me. Why is yep. it? In the 80s, this started in the 80s for sure. It probably started with like Point Break, right? When people do hostile bank robbery takeovers 
or rob armored trucks or do any kind of, it's it's specific to robbery i think most of the time burglary robbery why did the, what's with the theme masks we went away from the ski masks people do the theme mask skeleton presidents ex-presidents uh nuns do you think is there a purpose for that is it adding a psychological element well do they ever do it without cameras around <laughs> i don't know i've only seen it when it's on camera yeah i think I'm that's the sure. biggest biggest factor i think like once you're like locked into it once you're locked in like you're on a team well it's like like yeah, it's, it's team building like if okay say like you and like lars and gunther oh i thought you were saying and James. hans like you guys are all gonna go out and rob a bank where do you think your morale's at if I just toss you guys a regular pair of pantyhose? Or if I go, dude, 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 check it out. Today, we're all uh, aquatic-themed characters. Like, you're a fish man, I'm turtle head or whatever. Then you're like, okay, I, I was kind of, I'll be honest, like, when I got to when I got to this thing today when we were planning our robbery, I was half in. Like, I wasn't too pumped about it. I've had a lot of personal problems at home. But once you show me the theme, like, let's, you know what, guys? Look at us. Let's I, do this. Let's go rob a bank, guys. I appreciate the chutzpah, but what I don't appreciate is the knowledge that these perpetrators don't understand that they are going to be pigeonholed by law enforcement into, okay, these guys these guys robbed a bank and they were all dressed as nuns. Sure, the next time they robbed a bank, they were all hockey players but or armored cars or whatever. They know you're the crew that just changes masks. Yes, they haven't been able to identify you, but once they catch you on one, yeah. they link you. It's like nobody has ever heard of the Wet Bandits. The most horrible idea. And at the end, yeah, uh, that's a bad you know, Marv, uh, or was it Harry? Uh, Harry, I think he was even telling them, or at the end of the movie, they explained like, hey, these idiots got, you know, they got stuck with the whole neighborhood. They jammed up the whole neighborhood. Because the cops realized that these guys were the wet bandits because yeah, Harry he, went he around. Yeah, he was telling them, make sure you remember how to spell it. It's the wet right, bandits. Right. Yeah. So that's stupid. And I always just wonder why a lot of things you see in movies that catch on, like people think it's really cool. Like, oh, these guys robbed banks and they were all dressed as presidents, ex-presidents. Or they did the, you know, they robbed armored cars. They were dressed up as nuns. It doesn't happen enough in real life, it doesn't seem. Like, well, why people, doesn't that catch on? Well, people don't people wore MC Hammer pants. That didn't look good. What people don't understand is in the movies, the people that rob banks, like that, these people put a bunch of effort into it and they have this master plan. But in real life, people just get up today and they go, dude, I have a lot less money than I thought I had. Right. I better go rob a bank. They grab whatever's near them. So, like, I think Hollywood puts a lot more effort into bank robberies than real people do. I mean, you had like the North Hollywood bank shootout. Those guys put a lot of effort into it. But other than that, yeah. Other than that, dude, I mean, people like, and, but, dude, but, every but, once in a while you get excited. Like somebody put they, like a wig on. What no one's ever done is kiss makeup. That's if you're really going to rob a bank. Yeah. I mean, dude, if star, if star was, baby's like, give me that money, baby. Kiss. Put it in the bag, motherfucker. You did this just for that reason. <laughs> of course. Ki- ki- kiss was able to disguise four of the ugly kiss makeup disguise for the ugliest faces yeah. Oh, yeah in the history of rock and roll and we were like wow they're really scary and then they took their makeup off for lick it up and you're like wow they're really ugly <laughs> also still scary if you put any of those ink things in the bag it's gonna be trouble <laughs> sister i'm watching maybe there should be a uh, i mean in this day i don't have it 
but um, I see advertisements on Facebook about like Disney. Everyone's got Disney, the Disney Channel. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they're rebooting every single movie. They got Mighty Ducks coming out. Dude, I just went and saw The Croods too today with my kids yeah. at a movie Is theater. That a, that's not a reboot though. In it's public. just a sequel. Correct. It's not. But before that, they showed trailers. Um, Pinocchio is coming out as a real life movie now. Okay. Who's in it? Uh, Sam Jackson? No, but it's all like German, oh. Italian. No, it's all Italian looking. It actually looks pretty. It <laughs> Italian actually, looking? Was it like sausages, meatballs? Yeah, they're like a baba de It's all just like once. Yeah, they're, they're all they're on the. They're it all takes the, place in Jersey. You know how they are. They're on the mob. No, but they all had those accents or whatever. Right. It actually looked pretty cool. But dude, quick side note to that. So I took the kids to see Croods too. And dude, this started for me watching commercials. I've been watching Hulu. I've been watching Fargo on Hulu. So I'm not used to seeing commercials. You finally took one of my... Uh... Yeah, dude. It's really, really, really good. I'll get to that later. That and the burps I'll cover before we're done. Um, but... Oh, you need to bring up the Gretzky thing. All right. Let me know. Let me know when we got like right. 20 minutes left and I'll knock it out. So um, I'm, not used to, I'm not used to watching commercials and now I'm watching commercials and this isn't, dude, this isn't some left wing, left wing, right wing. You said it before once, and I would double down and say that as well. If you guys like think you know like where I'm at politically, I, I really, really think you don't. But um, the commercials now are so, like, it's so extra woke. This isn't just an attack on the left culture, but there's an Instagram commercial where I can't tell what anything is. There's like... I can't tell if they're women or guys. Like it's just a bunch of weird, like flowing colors, and they're like, and I'm like, okay, all right. Instagram wants trans people. I feel to like Benetton. Benetton was ahead of the game in the late '80s with their, uh, you know, they they always had like every culture represented in every ad and lots of colors. Dude, it's fine. Inclusion's good, but it's. I mean, these commercials are so or just dude. Every commercial is like, so I've got four dads and all those dads teach me I can be a ballerina with one foot if I want. It's so like, we get it. You care. Hey, hey, good for you. You know what I mean? It's sell me your truck. Stop telling me like that. It's so crazy. Anyway, so, so we go to the movies today. The movies coming out look cool, but like Pixar, DreamWorks, whatever. Everything now, and I have a you have a daughter as well. I have an eight year old daughter, mm-hmm. so it's good for them. Every kids movie that comes out now is about a little girl overcoming everything and showing that she's better than the boys. Which, yeah, the message is fine, but I mean, from Mulan. But what's going to happen when reality hits? Well, it's just what it is is like. By that I meant it's a boys good, are better than girls. It's a good message, but like it, dude. It's like it's, it's like a. It's too heavy-handed. Like you're showing, you're showing what you're really doing by doing it too much. Like has, hasn't every Disney movie ever done that? I mean, yeah, Mulan and then the Brave. All all of them are about princesses that basically overcome or, you know, do something. Really, to, Snow White wasn't worth a shit till that prince came around. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, that, well, of course you pick the one. The but. oh no, all the old Disney's are too much the other way. They're all about like this woman who's damsel in distress. They're all waiting for their man to come fix everything. Well, now, since like Frozen. They're beautiful, though. They are beautiful. They're, you know, it's the way God intended. So, like, now, like, it's all like ever since Frozen, every cartoon is like, um, you're a woman, hear you roar. And, and at some point, I want to be like, hey, no guys are telling you to stop roaring. Like, roar, but be cool about it. Like, chill out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, these movies are coming out as though. You can roar, just don't become a stand up comedian. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bridge too far. Yeah, you notice Pixar is not tackling that one. Yeah, Marvelous Miss Maisel is the only one who's able to nail that. It doesn't hurt that she's marvelous to look at. She's marvelous. But yeah, um, there was like one called like there was like a girl ninja, and there's like a new boss baby movie coming out. Except for that one has like a girl boss. Every movie, <laughs> I want to look at. I want to look at my daughter and be like Lucy, like, do you know they're pandering to you? Like it's a bit. It's just a bit much. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. Like pepper it in, like like balance it across the board. Everyone can't be Moana, Frozen, Mulan. At some point, I don't know. I'm not saying I want one of these princess girls to get like kicked in the teeth by one of like the bad guys, but it, I feel like it needs to happen at some point. Just to knock them back into their place. I don't want to put words in your no, mouth. No, I just, I, it's okay. It's like if I come home. Okay, all right. Uh oh. If I come home and and I've made dinner and I go on. For the next four days, about how good that dinner was, but she knew it was just hamburger helper. Like it was normal. She's like, "Or just I made hamburgers, right?" <laughs> no, she made hamburger helper. Hamburger helper. That's not hamburger. Two and a helper. Ahead. Go ahead. Chicken helper. All right. So she made some kind of helper. Right. If I rave about how good it was for days, at some point she's gonna go. The praise doesn't match the product. Like, why are you going on about my chicken helper for four days? At some point, she's going to smell a rat. She's going to go, it doesn't feel genuine. That's how I feel about Pixar and all these cartoons. That's I'm going, because I'm go- it's only you saying it. The, the, the idea is, is that we wake the entire culture so that everybody is saying, this is great, this is awesome, and there is nobody else saying anything in the opposite. They've silenced everyone else. Yes. You, you know, so, yes. so it, it's almost like... I. Any fighter, but I'll use like uh, uh, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't who it is, but any fighter who's fighting. Let's use Rocky Balboa. Okay. You know, at a certain point uh, before he fights Clubber Lang, which is Mr. T, he you know he's been the champ for a while, and he starts uh, instead of like really training, he's got like a he goes into training, and there's like a people selling all like Rocky T-shirts, and you know Mickey's like, come on, let's get into it. He's taking pictures, he's hamming it for the camera, mm-hmm. and he gets his ass beat. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea behind that, and a lot of fighters find this out the hard way, when you surround yourself, you're making all the money and you're paying these people. Yes. Nobody wants to train to end. And eventually they stop telling you no, and they start telling you yes to everything. And there's no more objective opinion. And it's just, and that's where we're at to, to come full circle. Yes, with, that is what I'm saying. There's no, because all the cartoon makers, everyone, they're just like, they're they're making these. Don't, I'm not anti-girl. It's not it, but they're like farting in the glass and sniffing it, and giving it to the rest of the room. They're all going, "This smells fantastic." They're going to keep doing it because what's next? I'll tell you what's next. Slippery slope guy, right? Pretty soon, the strong little girl character is not going to be enough. Because why do you pigeonhole her to be like a little girl? Maybe she wants to be a coconut or a bird, right? Like, a, like the the whole idea of being progressive is that it can't stop. It's got to keep going in that direction. So I'm just seeing the writing on the wall. I like female empowerment. Who, who, dude, who likes female songwriters more than me? I get made fun of it. I, I like, I'm not anti-woman. Yeah, because you are a romantic and you like to be, you like the idea of a Do hot I want to have chick. sex with all of them? Maybe. You like the idea Maybe. of a hot, beautiful lady singing a beautiful <laughs> song. So I don't think that that counts. Hey, and I like to think that all the songs are about me, but that's not sure. the point. No, I just, it, it is too far. It's, it's, it's overcorrecting. Mm. They're going, hey, the, we didn't like how things were going, so we're going to change the winds of tides. And I go, good. You should change them. There should be a Mulan. There should be a Frozen. But when you make every movie like that, okay, now you're, you've all corrected too far. Now you're in the other ravine, right? 
Yeah, but over time, and maybe they're just doing this. I don't have. <laughs> we need you. Know, we need a. We need a Pixar version of like Bukowski for kids. It has to be like <laughs> all those. Oh, that should give me credence, right? Like, remember how I didn't like Bukowski? Yes. I thought he was too much of a dog. Okay, <laughs> so I'm not a horrible person. I'm just saying, like, growing up, I remember a lot of strong female characters in movies. So I don't know why, but I think what you're saying is, is now they've sort of, they're like, hey, let's dial it back to kids and start this at an early age and just oversaturate to the point where it's like, it's not even equal. That's exactly what I'm saying is oversaturation. I like it, but dude, like, okay, when- God, one, I'm when, good at making you sound smart. You are. When when Wonder Woman part 18 comes out, we're going to go, we got it. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Cool. What else you got? And like, we can't have Punisher anymore because it's it's too, like, I, I guess punish like, her. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know, in the same way, like when people go, like when you tell your kids, like apologize, and your kids go sorry, another kid goes, eh. nobody meant it. It didn't right. move the needle. Nobody cared. It, there was nothing genuine or authentic. Well, these movies are kind of like them going, society, apologize, and I feel like we see it and we go, yeah, these are it. That thing that you said was nice. It was a good sentiment. But it was so forced that you didn't mean it. Sprinkle it in. Have your Mulans. Have your Moanas. Then make another one. Then then have your female ninja. Then make another one. I know this but is when a you, different. But when they're all like that, I'm just like I don't know. I was just watching. And I was just going like like Jesus Christ. Am I going to be allowed to even watch these anymore? I know that um, this is another point, but this is why I watch American Ninja. This is why I watch Taxi Driver. This is why I watch movies from a different era because it's uninteresting to me to have the, these new tropes. I like the old tropes. I'm an old trope guy. Yeah. And maybe that's just how people are, are, are going to be is, or have been. You just stick with what you know in the time where you change the most and you're becoming who you are, right? So for me, like probably the 90s, that's where... I became the person who I am today, the, the most growth. And that's what I'm nostalgic for. And I'm just like, I'm not willing to change. I'm not interested in changing. I mean, I don't care who does, but it's not for me. I'm okay with change. And I like strong female, female roles. I just, me. at some point, I just. Uh, like Sharon Stone and in Basic Instinct. Super strong. Yes. Super duper strong. Really powerful. I've only seen one scene, but I hear she's really strong. <laughs> powerful. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, I, well, I, I guess really, back then really when they show a strong woman, though. It's a crazy woman. <laughs> she's not yeah. only strong, like Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. It's like, yeah, she's a strong woman, but she's also a psychopath. Okay, so it was not good before. Right. They weren't properly represented. Yeah. Maybe. But I feel like now we're properly represented. So if you- Who's not represented, in your opinion, right now? Who's not? Everyone's represented to me. Okay, well. Everybody is. Well, that's why there's so many Which options is- on what to watch. Choose wisely. Yeah. My problem is what I was getting at with this Disney, my wife was at saying, hey, do you want to spend another $70 a year to get this this Disney channel? And both my kids are like not interested. But Disney channel's the best. But every show that I see them coming out, they got a new Lizzie McGuire they were supposed to put out, but I guess they, they decided not to. A reboot on that. A reboot on, um, like what was I saying before? Mighty Ducks. Uh, and they're going to have Emilio Estevez in that. And they're going to do, you're saying Pin- Pinocchio. And it's like, remember that song, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Where Have All the Good Ideas Gone? I want to do a parody. Where Have uh, All the Cowboys Gone? Yeah. I don't know what the chick's name was. Paula Cole? Yes. I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't listen to chick music. <laughs> I'm a misogynist, remember? But that being said, it's very tropey to also say, 
oh, well, it's just like we just Hollywood can't be original. No, nah, they really can't. It's very hard. No. Obviously. And and really when it comes down to it, just like music or anything else, there, people are greenlighting stuff that's going to make money. And what makes money is stuff that's recognizable because we're all nostalgic at some point. That's a right? good point, though, too, because I always go like, why do they have to rehash everything? And then I, I feel like if somebody... You're going to see it. If somebody as smart on the other side of that coin will go, well, there were 400 new independent movies that weren't remakes that came out. You just didn't watch those either. So I go, uh, yeah. but I want a new original movie that gets greenlit, that has a good budget, that every, you know what has I mean? real like, stars. I guess the trick is like, yeah, Hollywood could write new stuff, but they have to compete with all the other stuff that's for sure slam dunks. I have no problem with an ongoing series. I, you know, everybody knows I love Rocky, every single one of them. Now, some I like better than the, than others, but I would never turn any Rocky off. And my thing is, it's like, okay, it's Rocky going through the trials and tribulations of life at different stages. Not, not, not interesting to everyone. I get it. But to reboot something and say, we didn't get it quite right, or technology's better, video's better, like they redid RoboCop, um, you can never, you can never make a better movie than wrote the original robocop in that genre i like the newer robocop i thought it was cool but it's like was it necessary i don't know i mean instead of putting a guy in a robot costume can't you come up with a like shakespeare had i don't know what five six eight ten really important pieces of of um work and everything is derivative of that. Every story you've ever heard, yeah. every everything is based on a Shakespearean play. He's got such cool ideas. Yeah. So I get it. You know, when we were young, every movie was about a girl going to school or a boy coming from a different area, going to this area, catching up with a group of misfits, and then pointing out all the different groups at the school. And then they, you know, they're not cool. They get hooked up with the cool kids. It's the same thing. Right? There's just very yeah. subtle variations, but guess what? I'll watch every single one of them from She's All That to you know uh, Empire Records. Yeah. to I'll watch You're every single one it. of them. I'll still watch them right now. I don't know what it is. It's just, like I said, the nostalgia value. Um, it brings you back to that time. I just think that there's just nothing worthwhile except for Fargo. Except for Fargo. Yeah. Yeah, Fargo's good. This might be our last one of the... We'll probably have one more before the end of yes. the year. One more podcast. Do you have any Christmas thoughts? Any Christmas stuff I'm happening? Jewish. I know, but you got Hanukkah. How's Hanukkah going? It's over. How'd it go? It went well. <laughs> yeah? It yeah. went, it came and went? Yeah, this year I got off pretty, I got off pretty cheap. If you didn't bring up the word Christmas, this would be forever argued. Was episode 270 considered a Christmas episode? Much like Die Hard, people will be arguing this. <laughs> Yeah. In the annals of time. Of course it was. You said No, that. I have no Christmas thought. I got off pretty easy. Unfortunately, all the neighbor kids, because my daughter went back to school. So when I had coronavirus, she had to stay home because she was in contact with me. And they made her stay home for 21 days. So what? even longer than I had to stay Wait, home. Wait. Yeah. Who, who? The CDC doesn't say that. I don't know. That's what they made her do. But anyway. 21 days? She got to go back. And the minute she went back to school... Everybody was talking about their stupid elves. And so she oh, came home dude. and she threw a level 10 fit, complete meltdown. <laughs> um, the wife told my daughter that we had heard Sparkalina, which is our elf, um, was in the hospital with COVID and probably wasn't going to be able to be available for Christmas. Now, again, my daughter's nine and 
she's pretty she's pretty quick. So I would have thought she would have just called bullshit on it and been like, look, it doesn't have COVID. It's uh, a stuffed animal or a plush. And uh, so get that thing back out and let's rock. But she threw, she had a breakdown and was upset that everyone else had their elves and their elves were doing crazy fun things and her elf had not returned. And I was just hoping she wasn't going to bring it up and uh, we could move on, but that was not the case. So here I am again every day repositioning the elf with alcohol in its hand or pooping Hershey kisses or, you know. Dude. And I'm a Jew. <laughs> but I'll tell you Jews. this. We did offer her the mensch on a bench, but he's very creepy and he's nah, sitting on a bench dude. and you can't really pose him <laughs> into too many positions. He could just sit. He can sit in judgment of you in any in any room in the house. That's about pretty much the long and short of mensch on a bench. It's mensch on a bench every day you wake up, he's, he's got his hand on his forehead just doing the... Uh, who was the guy from Curb Enthusiasm? Larry David? Nah, the, the the one who's been dead for five years but still is on every episode. Uh, Richard Lewis? Yeah, Richard Lewis. He's doing the Richard Lewis Boku commercial. He's just going, oi, every day. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> and, and listen up, Jews. I know you you can't let other people capitalize on a good idea without getting you know getting a little for yourself. But mention a bench... <laughs> Horrible. I remember when, when they brought it to Shark Very Tank, which sneaky. is my one of my favorite shows. I love Shark Tank. Uh, I, I I thought it was a terrible idea then. Like I said, it's just a an old Jewish guy. Bench on the bench was on Shark Tank. Yes, uh, an old. They they're, they're probably the, they're probably the sobs that uh, <laughs> the were they like? Yeah, it's okay. We'll take it. I can't remember, but I do remember that's where I first saw it, and I was like, this thing is stupid as hell. But it it was being it's. I, I don't think it's as popular as the So, other. for as helicopter parent style as my wife, my wife and I are, um, Elf on a Shelf is the one thing we've just somehow narrowly escaped. We never did it. It never got brought up. My kids were seven, six or seven before they even knew what that was. I never grew up with it. I didn't understand it. I had no friends that said, hey, you do Elf on the Shelf. I didn't get it. I would see social media posts. With this elf poses different things. And it literally took me a year or two where I was like, I don't, what is, what is going on? Like, what are you doing with this elf? I thought it was a personal thing people were just doing. Um, okay. I know kids don't all believe in Santa Claus, but they watch you buy this elf at the store. No, that's not what I did. Do kids really think it's moving? I can't. I, you know, I. Do hope, they pretend my, for your sake? Is that how it goes? You know what? You have a little girl. Yeah. Little girls fake crying, just like big girls, in order to get their way. I'm convinced. Under- Lucy, I'm sorry. I'm convinced Lucy doesn't believe in Santa anymore because she's dude, just like Pixar. She's extra hard. I'm. I'm going to stay up and see him. I'm going to catch him this year. I saw him last year, and Dexter's rolling his eyes. We haven't had the talk yet, but he's like, whatever. Dude, you didn't see shit, and. She's going so hard. She's like, if I'm a true believer, I'll see. And it's super, super cute. But I know how the female right. minds, I know how they're wired. And I'm like, oh, you stop believing this She's year. wanting to see if you're such a cuck that you're going to get in a Christmas yes. outfit. I know it's Santa Claus and come down the chimney. I if you die in the chimney. <laughs> like, uh, like gremlins? Yes. <laughs> I think that she knows it's adorable. So she's like, I'm going to double down on how cute this is. And that will uh, work its way into extra presence. Mm, and it probably will. Yeah, it will. So that's and why I'm, I'm saying, sorry, like, when you know, when you're saying, like, they have, there's no way that they believe this thing moves. I, I, I have to agree with you. But 
little girls, just like big girls, they will play it to the bone. And I don't care. My mom's listening. My wife's listening. To the grave, dude. They they do not vacillate. And you know when they separate the boys and girls in fourth or fifth grade and they talk about, you know, growing hair and puberty and all the other mm. stuff that they that they talk about to the boys and pimples. I have to believe that the girls are like, hey, you could learn about this other stuff from your mom, but we have this time to teach you oh. the way to manipulate, the way to fake cry. They have like a book. They're like uh, like grifters. You know what I mean? They give you the, you know that handbook, um, handbook for the recently deceased that they had on Beetlejuice? Mm-hmm. They give you like a pamphlet sort of handbook on how to manipulate your fathers. <laughs> do you, how to, you know, so like when they're like, how hey, do they all know? It's clearly in DNA. Well, right? they're like, people are going to tell, ask you what was in this class. The boys are going to ask you, you're going to tell them it was about menstruation. Some right. other shit. They're not going to understand because they don't know anyway. They don't know what anything, how anything works. So just tell them it was about that. But while you're here, just so you know, say after me, when do we admit we're wrong? And look around the room and they all go, never, like in unison. That's what it is. That's like when the um, indoctrination happens, you think, mm-hmm. in sixth grade? Yes. And I'll tell you this. This, this is proof positive. This is, the anti, that, this is not the anti-woman Christmas episode. This is the proof positive. I mean, when you're a little boy, you don't, you, you I don't know, when you realize 12, 13, what a, what a pad is, you know, what a, what a, what a tampon is, wouldn't you even really realize oh, what that yeah. is? My son, he, my son thinks that my wife puts them in her butt. And, and again, well, she might. <laughs> and, and again, once you even realize what and they're I go, for, somebody puts them in their butt. Once you realize what they're for, it takes you a minute to figure out how they actually work and what's the process. You know what I mean? It's not right because we're dumb. Of course, yeah. So I believe that moms, teachers are probably like, it's too personal. I'm not really going to tell you about that. Ask your moms. But we have this 25 minute block. You know, and again, we're learning about pimples and about BO. Because mm-hmm. the one thing I remember is a teacher's like, listen, you're going to have terrible BO. And if you want to have girls around you, got to take care of that BO. Also, you don't want to mm-hmm. be a pimple face Pete. So get rid of those pimples. Okay. You know, make sure that you don't have a juvenile mustache. If you can't grow one, shave it off. Don't, uh, don't grow sideburns. Don't wear a beanie. Don't have a big belly and a ridiculously small T-shirt with Star Wars stuff on it. I wish people listened to that mustache part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people forgot about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, don't wear don't wear pants pants that are too small when you have no ass and you have a giant belly and it pushes your pants down underneath your belly. They say that to dudes. Yeah, and then dudes check each other like, "No, your ass is fine, dude. You can wear those jeans." What no, apparently nobody learned any of these lessons. Well, see, the boys don't pay attention. I don't remember any of that. I, I think, was probably I think they were just like, "Here's the same day they were they, they were handing this stuff out to us. Whatever nonsense they were giving us, the girls were were being given a different class. I have to believe it." Yeah. So back to Elf on the Shelf. You're right. Back to Elf on the Shelf. Somehow we missed that one, mm. and I was very happy for it because I go, "Look, mine are nine and eight right now." I got a couple more years before they stop faking and we all stop faking and we enjoy it on a different level. Um, so my wife this year brings home the pet of the elf. What's that? The elf's got a pet. Um, is it a reindeer? It is a reindeer. Okay. Yeah. It's the elf on the shelf pet. It comes with a book. In the Just book. like the elf does. Yeah. Okay. Does it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the the... Santa comes and his, something happens to his sleigh. He can't get it running. The elf run into this a barn or whatever and there's a bunch of little reindeer and the reindeer are like oh we'll help you you know get your sleigh and do whatever the hell it is you do so so, so the reindeers all come out and uh they help them and the reindeers have so much love that the sleigh flies now here's the kicker 
I see this thing and I go, dude, why? Why now? <laughs> By the way, I don't want to go on Pinterest. This is going to be your responsibility. I do a lot of parental stuff. I don't want to go on Pinterest and find different. I don't want to have them poop and kisses. I, I'm into a lot of dad stuff. But I just I, this, this one I'm not familiar with. So it comes with a book. I'm reading the book. And the book says the elf gets up to all these pranks or whatever the hell. The elf gets into stuff. I'm still not sure how that works. But the pet, here's the kicker. The pet works off of love. The pet doesn't have to sneak out and get into trouble. The pet sleeps with you. You sleep with it. Or you can touch it. You Yeah, you big time. You can't touch the elf? No. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that either. So like you, you lay in bed and you hug this reindeer and you sleep with it and you give it all your love. And the love power Santa's sleigh. So I read this book and I read it to Lucy. And I go, well, isn't that great? You can sleep with your reindeer every night and, and yada, yada. And she went, yeah, I believe in that too. Give me more presents. And the next morning I wake up and this reindeer is uh, on top of like the microwave looking down doing something silly. And and Lucy comes out and sees and goes, oh, look, the reindeer came out. She's looking kind of puzzled. And her and I are giving the same look. Like we both read this book and the reindeer is supposed to sleep with you. That's what it does. The whole benefit is you don't have to do anything with it. Yes. That's the benefit. My wife bought my wife bought the book. I'm editing that out. Keep it in. And didn't my wife bought the book, <laughs> didn't read the book, just assumed, hey, the elf hides and does silly stuff too. So every day now, my wife has to move this elf. And Lucy's like, why is the elf moving? This is crazy. And I was like, yeah, that's right. We read the book. Remember, it doesn't do that. And she's like, she's like, yeah, it moves. And 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 my wife was just like, well, the, the reindeer is crazy. And I'm thinking, you know, I go, you know what? This is what you get. This is what you get for buying the toy. If you would have read the book, which by the way was like six pages, you would have known she would have loved this thing, and you wouldn't have had to done. That. Now every day she's got to get up, and it's got to be trapped in Jello or something, and. That goes contradictory to what the book says. For you, Hey My Man podcast long haulers, you'll remember that I had floated a business idea to Ben where your wife or mom or you know friend had a, a, a pet that was begging for death and they just didn't have the go-betweens to do it. <laughs> oh, that's right. I would show up at your house and I would remove your animal and... As far as you could tell, whatever story I, I could even leave it was, behind. It was if that some sort if of that story. pet is leaving like accents in the house and stuff, and it's just yeah. become a real issue. Yeah, but nobody has has what it takes to to do what needs to be done. We let that dog out to go get some fresh air. Yeah, and it never you take comes care back. of it. It just never comes back. So um, I I, <laughs> I think right. I would extend that to this too. Um, there needs to be somebody who's marking these elves, leaving a story for your kids, like maybe breaking into your house tossing a room or two you come home a tv's gone maybe i that's what i get out of it i get your flat screen but you also get to say well shit on top of the flat screen we feel terrible about that but even worse we feel terrible that the elf we're gonna have to let the police know to add that to the things that were taken you know what i'm saying yeah it's gonna it's good i won't want money but there might be some things inside your house that i want if i need you know instead of me buying a new treadmill i could have taken your treadmill and the elf Knocked over a couple things in the process. Like if you somebody had something broke good in, in the fridge. unfortunately. Yeah. Hobbs made it. 
but the elves. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hurt the elf. I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave the elf. Uh, oh, you wouldn't it. leave it like the witch, wicked witch of the. I might. I might chalk its body out for you. I don't know. However, I was but, thinking you would have like its feet sticking out from underneath the treadmill. No, I wouldn't oh. do it any harm. It would just be a question on what happened, and it, you could even blame it and say, "Hey, the elf went crazy, stole their well, TV. You know we should have never had this little jerk in the first place." You parents that have like you know firearms in the home, and you're big on firearm safety, you can be like, "Hey, you know how I always tell you guys stay away from that safe. Don't ever mess with it." Delph didn't listen. Now look at him. There you go. Now look at him. Some ketchup. Now there's Heinz 57 all over the floor, and somebody decided he wanted to try to play with dad's guns. Before we leave, before you get to the burbs thing, I need to wedge this in. I saw, we have a friend, uh, Alan, who owns a business called Local 219. It's a social media business, uh, social media juggernaut. It's a media, media business. Yeah, it's a media business. Here where we live in Northwest Indiana. And uh, they make a bunch of cool videos. They go to local restaurants and they highlight local businesses and amongst a ton of other shit that they do. Extremely high quality. Recently, they did a piece on this little house. There's a little house uh, in our near near our community in another neighboring community. And if you don't know what a little house is. Tiny it's a, house. It's a little house. Yeah, it's a tiny house. Tiny whatever. House. It's one of these, you know, they have like a TV show. It, it caught fire a couple of years ago. People build these like extremely small houses. Ben, you complain that your house is small already. You got nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they do a video. You, I will link it on our Facebook page so you can see it. But they do a video with this couple who seem completely well-adjusted. They're happy with their tiny house. They invite people to check out their tiny house. It looks, yeah. it looks cool, right? From it's, the outside, mostly. It's a novelty to me. Yeah. It looks cool. I don't want to live there though. I don't know how, and, and I don't know how long they've been married. They look like a nice couple. They look like they're getting along great. Mm. There's no way in hell that anybody survives a little house long term. It Do just it. doesn't happen. No I, marriage will survive a long term in a little house. Now, I don't no, know. A how, marriage? No. I can't. No. I can't. I've seen these little houses where, and I don't know that this one has it, but like they have a compost toilet. In order to you know save energy, or they don't have plumbing, where they nah oh they nah don't. yeah no I don't know that they do, but I've seen other ones where they have to make use of the space that they have. They only have like I don't know what six hundred square feet, four hundred square feet, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know that. It's but they have a bed in there, a living space, a kitchen, a bathroom. Dude, how much do you have to like somebody to have them never be out of your? Sight? I don't like anybody that much. I don't no. even like me that much. No. I mean, I feel like I have to have room to move around my own house or I get bored with myself. It's a bit of a shrewd move in that you're like, like okay, every, every year for the holidays, like, hey, we're going to get together. We're going to have Thanksgiving here. We're going to have Christmas at your house where we're going to celebrate. Well, guess who never has to offer to have people over? I would rather spend a week in the now uh, defunct ghost house in Gary <laughs> than live the hell's, with the hell's my entrance? wife in the... Uh, in a little, in a tiny house. It just couldn't happen. Now, Alan, he didn't, I don't, I didn't see him remark on this. Maybe it hit the cutting room floor, but I would love to see a challenge where, you know, maybe Alan and his wife, and it's just a suggestion. You guys go, and your babies, you go ham it up in the uh, a tiny house for a and week. And the babies, do it. oof. It can't be done. Dude. It's impossible. I, it's, These people I, are not, re- they're either cyborgs. Or this is completely fake and it's it's not real. It was just made for TV. Yeah, I don't believe it. Dude, there's just no I, dude, way. That's like a six months. Like you meet somebody, you're infatuated, and you're just like, oh my God, I want to spend every minute with you. I love all your stories. 
That hey, dude, tiny house people, we're talking to you. Yeah, to figure out what's going on here for sure. Here's the thing: the tiny, you never have to have your in-laws over, though. So that that's huge. And you never have to have anybody over. True, but on top of that, even you your really do belong in a tiny house. Honestly, I do belong in a tiny house. Like your your um the rules to your house are very tiny house esque. Mm. You live in a vast mansion. There'd be like, there not only would there be a no pooping toilet for guests that we would just not have a toilet anyone could poop in. We'd have to go down the street to the gas station. No, just quarters are too close. It's a dream of mine to have a tiny house, but he, but here's the thing: having a tiny house. Okay, there's an argument that that's super cool. Um, I don't know who's making that. I'm making it, that. Argument. I mean, I'm, I'm making. It's that. cool to say. No, no. Here, here's the deal. Okay, tiny house is cool in a super cool area. <laughs> What's that? An area filled with tiny houses, like in Austin? No, like you, like you go somewhere like. Uh, you go in the mountains. You're at the top of like I don't know, like, I don't know what the weather is, right? Like at the like at the altitude, whatever. But mm. you go somewhere great, like like in like, Mount Rainier in Washington. Yeah, like 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 yeah, Mount Rainier. Like you're in Yellowstone. You're right. knee deep in Yellowstone. You have a tiny house. Fine. You go in there to sleep. Maybe uh, read a book when it's raining. Uh, whatever. But that house is for that purpose. A tiny house in Mount Rainier is cool. A tiny house, Yellowstone. A tiny house, maybe somewhere in the Grand Canyon. Cool. A tiny house, I'm sorry, in the region? You, Dude, you want to live in this area by steel mills with this bad air and all this yada, yada, yada. You want to be in the armpit of America and also have a tiny house. That's compounded bad decision making. Because mm. you go, it's one thing to be like, hey, dude, I know we have four months where we basically can't go outside because the weather blows. Just the argument for living in this area is like, Hey, I know through like like December through March you're pretty much indoors or whatever, but the summers are nice and you have but we have this nice house and a fireplace. You're saying weather's bad, also a house is bad. <laughs> right. Oh, also air quality's bad. Like like well, I'm not of, like shitting said, on the region, but dude, how many t- how many of those like you you got like a, a Venn diagram or or, or or Excel spreadsheet? How many areas have to be F or an X before you go, this is a bad idea? Even when you get angry or in a fight and your wife tells you to go sleep on the couch or you decide because your wife's not going to tell you that you're going to sleep on the couch, you might as well sleep in the car because the couch isn't far enough away from her. Yeah, you go to the couch and you start bad her and she's like, I still see you. (laughs) Right. You're right there. I feel like you get a divorce or you decide that you guys are going to move to a normal house because the little house isn't cool anymore. It's such a niche market. For think, somebody think else this. wanting to buy a little house. Think, think about this. You split up. The wife finds a guy with money, okay? She finds a guy who brings in some serious dough. He's got a big house where the living room is three or four of your old houses. And now you're stuck in that little house. Granted, it's better because she's not there, right? But you're stuck in that little house. So you can now, you don't have the coolness factor because the person that was there left. I guess what I'm saying is like, being a little house, I guess there's an argument for it in not in the region, but there's but but if you and another person make the decision, we're gonna live in this little house is what we're gonna do. And that other person decides to to buck and then get a big house. The shame, the shame is she just drives by and goes, "Still in the little house, huh?" And then throws like a wet newspaper at your door. I feel like little houses should be confined to campgrounds or areas for like Airbnb rentals. It's cool for, you know, for the weekend we went and stayed at the little house. But I still think it's the quarters are too close. It's a place where the outside's awesome. 
Yeah. You don't need the house for but the anything. outside around here, like you said, That's is not awesome. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. You can have a little house if you're, uh, dude. Okay, you go to like my like the Keys. You go to like the Florida Keys, right? Because it's the Hurricanes. But hear me, like you go to like your a, little house is Hawaii. <laughs> you go to Hawaii. It's beautiful. You got black sand beaches and stuff. Get a little house. You're in a beautiful paradise. You have a little house. You wake up. You make your coffee and you sit on the beach and drink your coffee. You don't get up and then look at like Cherville Pipe Supply Company. Right. You don't do that, yeah. dude. No, That's horrible. You don't do that. We're the parents on this. You know, I can remember being young and, and looking to buy our first house. And we had a lot of, everybody had input. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, oh, well, resale value and equity and these other uh, words. Tri level, yeah, quad level. Other words that meant nothing to me at the time. Easement. Swimming pool. Yeah. I just don't, I don't see it. I don't know. So you have a daughter. Imagine your daughter <laughs> is like 22, 23. She's been dating this guy for a while. She comes in, she goes, hey, we decided we want to move in together. And you go, okay, let's hear it out. She goes, it's a tiny house. How long before you just like, just completely step in and be like, I'm going to nix this. I mean... Your daughter gets ta- ta- raised at, at the at the sound of tie. As soon as you hear that hard T, are you? Like, right. <laughs> yeah, no. She's going like, "Hey, he's a really good dude. He doesn't make a ton of money." And you go, "That's all right. I mean, you know, he's good. He treats you well. He's a good." Do guy. you think that that's what this comes down to? People on a tight budget. I'm just saying, if I'm around, and my daughter's like, "Yeah, so I'm dating this guy. It's been going on for a couple of years, blah, blah blah. We want to move in together." And I go, "I don't know. Where does he live? Is it a good area?" Well, it's a small house. As soon as I see the picture, I go, no. Nah. On the first day of Christmas, no. my podcast gets right. to me. Well, you're not going to get around to your birth story. I'm not going to get around to Wayne Gretzky's story. Oh, you don't have time for it? No. Unfortunately, I don't. Because On the second day of Christmas, my podcast gets to me. All right. We'll see you next time. This is episode 270. Not before Christmas. You're right. On the third day of Christmas, my podcast gave to me. Three, my wife's two kids, he's learning in a podcast about every week. On the fourth day of Christmas, my podcast gave to me four, yeah, but still three, my wife's two kids, he's learning in a podcast about every week. On the fifth day of Christmas, my podcast gave to me Five Nexies Four yeah, but still three My wife, two kids eat learning And a podcast about every week On the sixth day of Christmas My podcast gave to me Six feet of distance Five Nexies Oh yeah, but still three mad wives, two kids eat learning a podcast about every week. On the seventh day of Christmas, my podcast gave to me seven almost F-bombs, six feet of distance, five Phoenixes. Oh yeah, but still three mad wives, two kids eat learning and a podcast about every week. On the eighth day of Christmas, my podcast gave to me eight gifts for Hanukkah, seven almost a bomb, six feet of distance, five Phoenixes. 
Boy, I was still stream my wife, two kids eat learning, and a podcast about every week. On the ninth day of Christmas, my podcast gave to me nine crap food name drops, eight gifts, four Hanukkah, seven almost F bomb, six feet of distance, five Phoenixes, four Albert Stills, three my wife, two kids eat learning, and a podcast about every week. On the tenth day of Christmas, my podcast gave to me. Ten times my wife's right, nine crap fruit name drops, eight kiss, four Hanukkah, seven almost F-bomb, six feet of distance, five Phoenixes, four Albert Stills, three my wife's, two kids in learning, and a podcast about every week. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my podcast gave to me eleven months without chips. Ten times my wife's right. Nine craft room name drops. Eight gives four Hanukkah. Seven almost F bomb. Six feet of distance. Five Phoenixes. Four Albert Stills. Three my wife. Two kids eat learning and a podcast about every week. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my podcast came to me. Twelve local coffees, eleven months without chips, ten times my wife's right, nine crap name drops, eight gives four Hanukkah, seven almost F bomb, six feet of distance, five Phoenixes, four Albert Stills, three man wax, two kids in learning. And a podcast about every